It's time for the Team Bear Sports Podcast. podcast back again for another episode obviously we're going to get to the bears game against the jets from this previous sunday jackson tim but i mean usa advancing in the world cup you got to lead with that even though this is a bears focused podcast i mean shout out to the boys in blue who literally put their nuts on the line for this country to get it done usa 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 Yeah, that was. What more can you say? That was a great game. That was. I uh, I played a little bit of hooky today. I uh, I brought my work phone to me with me to the bar that I was at, but uh, I got I got to the bar like two minutes after they scored, and I remember like looking at my phone because I got the the Twitter update that we scored, and I was just like, "Fuck yeah, let's go!" My Uber driver looks at me, and I was like, "Oh, the United States just scored!" and he, he started, like, honking on the horn of the car. So it was it was pretty cool to see. And then when he got to the bar, I think everybody in D.C. today played hooky. So. Dude, the World Cup's been great. I love just, like, the – just the, like, spotlight soccer has been getting, even though, obviously, it is not, you know, one of the main sports in the U.S. But it's just – the World Cup's so great every four years when, when USA's in it. Even when they're not in it, it's just fun to watch. So it's been – this uh, group stage has been awesome. And I also love the hypotheticals like, oh, man, imagine if the United States had their best athletes in the World Cup. We'd be, you know, we'd be dominant. Tyree Kill at striker. We couldn't be stopped. Like, I just love that kind of, like, hypothetical argument that, like, people draw up just because we don't, as a country, pay attention to soccer as much. But it's been fun. I've enjoyed it so far. Yeah. Yeah. ESPN put out like that thing of like before the World Cup of uh, you know who would who would be like with Giannis or whatever and I'm like first of all Giannis would play for Greece right and <laughs> play for the and, and and second of all like what a what a disservice to some of these guys these guys I mean our midfield is developing into some superstars MMA Adams probably just probably one of the best midfield performances in the groups and the guy is only 22 years old so that's insane they're they're one of the youngest teams in the world yep right? one of the like youngest less teams than 25, and less they than get 25. to and they get to play a world yeah. cup at home next world cup in in 26 because there's no way they're gonna make the united states play in canada or mexico for those like at least no. in groups so they're going to automatically make groups and we're going to be all united states honestly really needs to find as a striker and we're in good shape he's probably he's probably out there somewhere some big wisconsin like farm boy who's practicing soccer instead of playing o-line he's out there he's out there somewhere yeah, get somebody out there. I thought the goalie Europe. performance, the goalie performance today was great oh, too. Maddie Turner, baby, a backup he, for Arsenal. He was just there. There was one time I lost the tracking of the ball, and I thought it was like I think it was one of the last pushes before the extra time, and I thought it went over his head, but he actually you know jumped up and got it. But he was just wearing those big white gloves, and I thought the ball went right through his hands. I'm like, oh no, don't tell me they just scored. <laughs> we were talking about a team that. 
yeah, uh, Drew Drew, but has not given up a regular play goal goal yet. Yeah, yeah. The only one was I guess the PK against Wales. I mean, and you're and you're talking again. What I mean, three European teams. I mean, right. It's whether what whatever say whatever you want about Iran and Wales and all that. I mean, it's still some players. It's still people that know how to play the game and again have not given up a goal. With MLS players playing some some of them in the back, but I mean you I mean you could really the midfield's been playing well, defense is playing well. Pulisic obviously he had it had to be him right it had to be him if there's anyone yeah, that was going to do it. People have been wondering when's he going to score when's he going to make a big play. Now I thought he played off I thought he played really well on Friday. You know they just couldn't get those corner kicks down. What they had he like almost seven. had that goal against England that one that hit yeah. the bar. that that would have been. That, that was I, I thought that went in. Uh, the internet would have exploded. Oh yeah, I mean, especially he, against he, England, he missed that by a few inches. But you know, he gets that huge goal, and obviously he gets hurt on the play. And now, um, you know, I saw a joke today on Twitter. It's just like you know, he may no he may no longer be a father, but he's going to be a founding father by the end of today. You know, <laughs> like that, that's pretty funny. And it's just so funny, like you know, you're you're see all these people still like bashing on the United States about how you know. We call it soccer, and it's you know we don't care about real football or whatever. But like the MLS and like how a lot of MLS players are uh, make up the United States team. But like the MLS has like the fourth most or fifth most like players like in the World Cup. Like, what does that say about the like the expansion of MLS and just like the popularity of soccer? The MLS is now a like a B a B league. And and rising. I mean, Messi's going to be in the MLS. So, I mean, it. it, it I mean, in the reason, Kev. I mean, what? It was a D League, C League, not too long ago. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. You're, you're, you're getting more, and and the one thing that they're doing too is in the MLS, they're playing more like the Premier League, where, you know, you're relying on some big heavy hitters on defense. You know, like it's it's not this slow ball league. I mean, it's it, they're they're trying to develop into the style that is played in the Premier League, which is the best league in Europe. If you want to argue it, I I don't know how you can. Well, too, it's like you just you just look at the MLS, like how like every time you look at the next season or the following season, there's like two new expansion teams that have joined. Like you can just tell that yeah how much pop, how much more popular MLS has gotten if you can. Have Cincinnati, Minnesota got a team, um, Nashville. And I, I know I'm missing a, a bunch more, but it's I remember when it year. was like I remember when it was like 16 teams or whatever it was, and now we're at we might be at what 24 something like that. Whoa, it's, it's nuts. It's big here in DC. Uh, they the the goalposts have changed too. I mean, we went from oh wow, we're just glad that we're in the group stage to let's just get experience with these guys and play decent in the group stage to. Now making the 16, you've already exceeded your expectations, and now it's just any anybody's game. I mean, if they play their game right, they can beat the Netherlands. It's not the worst draw they could have. Yeah, so, it's not, it's I, not oh, a series. I, it's one I, I game. Think, so I think also if you look at the past expectations, you know, 2010, they had a good run. 2014, they had a good run. You know, they didn't – with 2010, they got out of the group stage, right? But 20 – or 2014, they didn't, but they were in a really tough group, right? And then yeah. – and then the previous one after they in didn't 18, they didn't even qualify. Yeah. yeah. So I think so. You know, but this it was is embarrassing the, that they won. They didn't even qualify. This midfield will be in their prime 
in 26. Pulisic yeah. again. I mean, yeah, three and a half. you have, I mean, you have a lot of players like that. Everyone has said that this, this team is going to be at its prime in 26. And then you've already made group stage. You're already a top 16 team in the world. So. And I mean, then, then the next part is, you know, like you said, Tim, is you get to sleep in your own bed type of thing. Yeah, right. you, you you know you know the time schedule, you know the practice schedule, you know those stadiums, you know, like, I, I guess that's the nice thing about having it in North America is, one, you don't have to build all these stadiums, right? They're going to be playing them at these giant NFL stadiums that are already built. Um, you're, you don't have to adjust to the time, you don't have to adjust to, like, certain customs, like, you're ready to go. And I think there's always that home field advantage in any sport where it's just like you want to perform in front of your crowds. Yeah, it's it's crazy to think too that I mean I don't this probably wasn't the plan, but assuming that a lot of these games will be played up like the West Coast just to kind of go along with like Mexico and yeah, you know, and obviously Canada's humongous, but I think you've got like the Chargers, the Rams, the Cardinals, the Raiders all have like state of the art brand new. I know that the Cardinals are probably the oldest out of the bunch, but you already have that right there, and it's going to be – Vegas would be so fun to be in for the World Cup. That's just got to be – Where is the champ? Do we do we know where the championship game will be at? In- Dude, it's in like a bunch of different cities, man. Right, right. I know Philadelphia, New York, um, D.C. and Chicago did not get it. I think Boston got it too. If they get – if the Bears get a new stadium, they, they- – they're, they, they're, they're not in. They already announced the cities. Can you imagine, no, no, like, I'm a, saying, can you imagine like an L.A. or Houston fucking game where it's U.S., Mexico? Oh, it'd be oh, a war. Oh. Or Dallas. They got a – FIFA will finagle something like that where they got something going on. Dude, yeah. to draw U.S. and Mex in the, in the groups, that would be insane. I love it. I love it. But Netherlands, when they play, they play Saturday, right? US Saturday, like Saturday. Yeah. All right. Well, that will be good to watch before the Bears game, which will – I guess we should probably talk about the Bears, even though it's been it's been a shit week to be a Bears fan. Yeah, yeah. They lose. They, they, no. I mean, I knew they were gonna lose, but because I mean, that game doesn't really matter without Justin. Right? It doesn't matter, and we lost Eddie and Mooney. So yeah, and yeah, like, to lose thirty went from 10. a bad team to a bad team that's now the walking wounded. You know. Yeah, just, just the quick recap: the Bears lose 31-10 to the Jets. They lose Mooney for the season. Obviously, Fields didn't play, and then is Jackson out for the season? I haven't. He's put on IR. Liz Frank injury. Mm. Which, Might as well keep him out. I mean, which is the second worst injury you could possibly get? So mainly I'm, Achilles, and then Liz Frank. I mean, you're he might not be able to start next year, like at the very beginning. Yeah, that's a bad one. Well, I guess, and, like, and, and like, also, like, they didn't have Gordon. Like, Tim, Tim, and I talked about the game before we watched it. It was like, you know, you're not having Brisker, you're not having um, Gordon out there, and it's just like, ugh, no Fields. Like, all right, let's no, just get this game um, over. Oh my goodness, no, what's his face? Backup running back. Yeah, yeah, no Herbert. Herbert, thank um, you. Shouldn't Herbert be coming? I mean, wasn't he just put on IR for four games? So shouldn't he be coming back after the next week? I believe so. I believe it wasn't like a super long injury, but I mean, at this point, the whole do do we want the whole narrative here? And I'm sure you guys have seen 
what what do we do with with Fields? Do we play him when he's ready to come back if he's cleared to play? Do we? He he's got if he's play if he can play he plays. Do you, um, yeah, yeah. Do you think? Do you that's think where I'm? That's where I'm. Kinda he needs. At he right needs now. the development. Um, and he needs to work with Claypool. Yeah, he needs to. He needs the development. I want to see him because I'm going to the the, the game uh, next week. Or going to the uh, my first Bears Packers game. So a fun one. See two injured quarterbacks, or hopefully I can see Fields. <laughs> um, but uh, I'll be tailgating at at seven in the morning. Uh, so. I don't mind if it's, it's if it gets out of hand. At least I'll be having a good time with my dad. You're uh, saying Rogers is going to play? Yep. Yeah. Now, last last time we played Rogers, where he was hurt, he was drugged up and then won the game. Yeah. <laughs> my knee. <laughs> yeah. He was he was zooted after the and the post game interview. But hey, I, I think the best route that the Bears could take is not to start him against the Packers. Give him that week and the bye week off. And then if he's cleared then to play, but I mean, I don't know what the doctors see. I don't know what the severity of his injury looks like. Cause they're very playing everything close to the vest, but I'm with you. I think he needs to develop. He needs to build that relationship with Claypool. Cause when we, I mean the first 10 minutes of the game, Claypool was making some plays. Simeon was throwing the ball yeah. to him. That's what, that, that's what I would like to see. And obviously we haven't seen enough in my opinion of him throwing the football Granted, he doesn't have the we know talent to take around him, him and win games with that. Yes, but just now, do we see him develop the passing? You know that one, the play against. Um, oh my goodness, the deep ball that he just overthrew to Mooney against who? Oh my goodness, who was that? The Falcons. Would you like to see him hone in on that just to sharpen those skills? Because I mean, do you really want him to go a year, basically three quarters of a year, not? playing any meaningful games at all. What, there's five just, games left? Six yeah, games and, left? and then just five play games. him in the first game of the season next year? He needs to because a lot of people that think that we're going to go into this offseason and overhaul this entire offense are deluding themselves in the sense of the only people we're going to overhaul on offense is going to be the offensive line because there is nobody in the free agency for receivers. You, If you have a top two, top three, top four pick, you ain't taking a receiver with that. So no, no. So I, I I was thinking about that today actually. And so you're not you're not getting this big like standout. You're not getting his Jamar Chase next year. So he needs to develop. He needs to develop with what he's got. And you you might be able to get something. I mean, you got to hope that a shitty team wants to get rid of a good receiver or something. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think, you know, if they end up right now, they're projected at a second round or second overall pick. And I think one, the nice thing about being in that situation is you finally have options, right? You're, you're not trading up to go get your quarterback. Um, personally, I would like to see them uh, draft, you know, trade down and get, you know, maybe two or three more picks. They already have about seven picks this year. They have the cap space, you know. I think a lot of teams in the NFL today are def- depending on what mode they're in, want to stack picks, you know, and that's always been kind of a, a good playbook to have long-term success, and that's why I think all of us want is to have a consistent team that's good for a long time. Um, I, you gotta get you gotta get Will Anderson if he's there, man. I mean, 
we can't hit the quarterback to save our life. <laughs> that we I are, mean, Will Anderson. We that we really, the night, we Will first. Anderson. Will it? So I saw projections today, and a lot of people had the Bears at the fourth pick because they think that maybe we can actually win a couple games, even though the, the last part of the schedule is pretty brutal. Um, and they had us draft win a single game that number one doesn't play. No, we won't. 100%. <laughs> there's no chance in hell. Um, yeah, there's no chance in hell. Um, they had us projecting the left tackle from Penn State, and then he actually declared today that he was coming back. So I'm like, well, that projection is completely off. <laughs> so, I mean, Will Anderson is would be great. I think in any situation, what they need is either an offensive lineman or a pass rusher or a defensive tackle. Um the only wide receiver who I want can't even come out this year because he's not draft eligible. So Marvin you know, Harrison Jr. Oh my God, dude, he's he's unbelievable. But he's a he's a true sophomore. He cannot come out. I saw, we had our, we had our <laughs> and there's no sack. receiver, no receiver in this class that's even close to him. First sack with the defensive lineman since week six was yesterday. <laughs> that's insane. Two days, yeah. That's uh, it was like a brand new guy. <laughs> showed up, walked on the field, and got a I sack. Mean, they, got, they got the defensive tackle from Georgia. Um, it's, it's escaping Jay, my mind. Right Jalen Carter. Yeah, that would be, He'd be good. good too. I'm cool with yeah. that. But I, but I'm also not. I'm, if you trade down, you find some idiot. If like you're number two, and someone's going to trade up for a quarterback and give you the haul, I'm cool Take with it. that too. Take yeah. It. yeah, and I think, you know, you look at C.J. Stroud, you look at uh, Bryce Young. You know, I'm glad the Bears. That the conversation of like, oh, should they draft C.J. Stroud? Should they draft Bryce Young, or whoever quarterbacks going to get hot in the next, you know, couple months? I'm glad we are out of that conversation. You know, we have a quarterback. You know, you look at the team like the Jets, who we just played. The Jets are much more built for a better team. Right? They have a better defense. They have a little bit more weapons as a wide receiver. But guess what? They have quarterback controversy. As long as you have a quarterback, you are saving so much time. Not having so much to worry easier about to pull, yeah. Oh, like the amount of money and time we'd be fucking around with. Like, we don't have to do that anymore. I saw a... Uh... What was it? I saw a uh, article or a, a clip or something like that where it was they were describing the Dolphins situation where they got someone traded up for their pick. I can't remember the year. I think it was the Niners to get uh, Trey Lance, and they ended up getting three first round picks for it. And they showed what they did with it. They traded. Um, they used one of those later picks to pick Jalen Waddle. Then they traded a first round pick for Tyree kill and they still have an extra first round pick this year. So it's like you, you an ideal situation. And I know it's, you're only ever going to get what someone's willing to pay for your pick, but if you can get away, come away with this draft with an ex, an extra first round pick or, or two to go to trade down a couple picks, that'd be, that'd be lovely. I mean, I'm looking at a mock draft right now and everything in like in the top 10 it's quarterbacks, you got a couple rush uh, edge rushers, a tackle, and then you got a couple wide receivers. But oh, and, and a cornerback from Georgia. So it's like I really don't know what the Bears can do if they draft later. I mean, if you have Will Anderson, it's like um, like why even try and 
mess around with picking someone later if you have someone with that talent there. But I, it's I'm curious how we're going to handle this because the Bears are in a very unique situation with all the cap space and the potential to trade down or take a top three pick, top two pick. See, the only thing is, is like, I mean, I just don't know who needs a quarterback. Like the only, the team that I know for sure needs a quarterback is the Panthers and they're going to be like right behind us. So if they're right behind us, do they know we're not taking one? So why would they trade with us? Uh, the Panthers, the uh, Lions also are projected to take a quarterback. Um, and who else? The Colts, but the Colts aren't going to the, finish. There's just a drop-off from the top two guys to Will Levis or some shit or what? Yeah, they have Will Levis projected going in like the 14th, 14th pick, 15th pick. But according to this according to this draft, the Panthers won't be taking a quarterback because of their position. So if you have three teams, the the Texans, the Panthers, and if the Lions want to go for a quarterback, if they're done with Jared Goff, then maybe you can work something out there. But I don't know what their what their picture like if they have futures to give up. But we'll see. We shall see. I mean, I this is this is the big thing about this year. It's like obviously it's frustrating that we're not, you know. I, I mean, this game was this game. You just clearly got your fucking ass kicked. Right. And obviously, you know, we put out the walking wounded out there. We got two of our best players hurt. We're possibly done for the rest of the year. So, you know, adding injury to insult. Um, but, you know, the way we were losing games was just like, all right, well, you're one possession away. You're one play away. This one, obviously, there was great tank win, <laughs> you know. But the nice thing is, you know, who your quarterback is for the next year. And there are so many holes that we need to plug up, not just on the offense, you know, to protect fields, to give them weapons. You know, that's why it was important for the Bears to make the trade, you know, what they did, you know, a month ago with uh, uh, with Chase. And, you know, they, they still need an offensive lineman. They still need a pass rusher. They and. and you can't they can use do multiple that. pass pass they can rushers. Use multiple pass rushers. <laughs> they need a they need a defensive tackle who could play in a in a, in a four three, you know. And the nice thing is just having that quarterback because if we were in this situation, you know, where you're spending every two years drafting a quarterback, you're just gonna be stuck in like football purgatory. And I mean, the, the Bears the Bears were that when they had you know they had uh. Jeffrey and Marshall, or they had Mooney and Robinson and others, and they had Mack and uh, Quinn. But they didn't have a quarterback, Hicks, but they didn't have the quarterback, and right didn't get us anywhere either. So, yeah, I, I mean, I'd rather have a quarterback because it, it could just in the way the NFL is designed today, you cannot. Kev, we talked about this last week, right? With like, like making fun of my dad is like. You have to have a competent quarterback in today's league. It is no longer the years of you can win a Super Bowl with Trent Dilfer and Jim McMahon if you have such an overpowering defense, right? You have to have a quarterback that is going to have 30-plus touchdown passes and who's dynamic and who can make plays late in the game, right? And you don't need to rely on your defense all the time. Very well said. I mean – I, I think that's just – I think that's not even just like an older person, like 40-year-old. I think that's like – you're going like 60s, like like 
grandparent age of a take. I think even like, you know, 40s, 50 year old fans are like, yeah, we need a quarterback. Like it's, we can't yeah, just win with, with running the ball and playing the game, solid is, the game has dramatically changed. I mean, I will say this with my dad is like, we always argue football and he is right in the sense that if you're going to play a four, three, you need space eaters in those first two defensive tackles that are going to take on double teams, create pressure. They may not, whether they get tackles or sacks is allowing your linebackers to run free. You know, if you look at the years that Brian Urlacher was really, really good is, you know, he had Tommy Harris blowing up that middle and you can just run free and make tackles. So if they're going to run a fourth, continuously run a four, three, they're going to need better interior play from their defense tackles. You know, it's not always about getting those tackles for loss. It's not about getting tackles, you know, and sacks. It's allowing, making sure that those interior linemen are not getting to that second level of your linebackers. And that's how you really make a defense play. So, because they the Bears kind of run a soft Tampa 2. They don't run a true Tampa 2, but they, they definitely do run that cover 2, in which the focal point is really is that middle linebacker spot. You know, if you have an athletic linebacker, you can cover so much behind you. Um, but it starts up front, you know, like Tim said, that's the first sack since what week first, six? The first defensive lineman sack. That's insane. Like, you can't have that happen. Oh, we have to have one of the worst. It, it's off. We have to have one of the lowest amount of sacks in the NFL. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised if we're bottom five, bottom three. I would say we're probably last. I who's who could be worse? I don't know. I mean, yeah. Let me look at that. I, I will say this. What do you guys feel about uh, Jack Sanborn? I don't think he is your true. I think he's he looks good on a bad defense, but right. I think that if you got anyone else, he would. Fifteen tackles is fifteen so tackles in the NFL. The is oh, Bears. The no. Bears are tied. For 16 uh, sacks this year um, through 12 games. They're tied with the Raiders, who have only played 11 games. Oh, <laughs> how many sacks? 16. Guess how many the, the Cowboys have, Jackson, who lead the league? Carson, what, probably has eight or nine himself? Yeah. Probably, yeah, he probably has more than the entire Bears. What's your guess for the, the Cowboys as a team? Uh, I'm going to say 35. 45. Okay, that was my next guess. It was in the 40s. The middle of the road teams have like 26, 27. And we right. have uh, Tim, we're not trading back. We're getting Will Anderson or the guy from Georgia. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I mean, you're just not going to win like games. I mean, it's just really, what do you want? You know, like. Right. I mean, I think it really yeah. depends on what they're going to do in the winter, right? With those if, injuries, it, it it seems like it seems like. I mean, I think everyone's just like ready to for the Bears to just get a playoff run going next year, and like if they can if they can make a trade or if they can get a big offensive lineman signing. They're still right? they're still going to be weapons away from they're, being they're able to. If they're oh, gonna, I'm just saying they're still going to need weapons, and they're not going to get weapons in this free agency. So, no. like, you're going to need a defense. Uh, but, again, Fields has shown you that he can somehow scrounge up 35 points with no weapons. So, yeah, we don't really want him doing that. 
we don't really want him running for his goddamn oh, life. But I don't think he wants to be the quarterback who just who's known as you know running back one type of thing. And you know, Kevin and I were talking about it last week, and I get really annoyed with guys who've never played football who think they know everything about football. And they're like, well, he's a running back. I'm like, no, he's not. Today's NFL quarterbacks are so much more dynamic. If you have a quarterback who can run the ball, let him run the ball. But the problem is that cannot be your only play on third down. Third and five, all right, just have Justin run it, see if he can that get That long, I, I mean, I'm sure you talked about it last week, but that long, huge, like, scramble, 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 scramble to that third gets, down conversion to Dante yeah. Pettis, that was, like, the big – he, I mean, everyone thought he would run it there. You know, I mean, it's just mm. he's a lot of times that he's just tucking it run besides quarterback design runs. I mean, he literally got nobody open. And right, and you look at his touchdown against the Lions, um, or both his touchdowns against the Lions. Those were not designed runs, right? Those were get off me. I need to step up. No one's open, or you know, I'm sorry. The one against the the Dolphins, he kind of had to step up run around and then go. And isn't that kind of what the offense is designed for? When you went out and got Pringle, Nikhil Harry, um, who are notoriously blocking receivers, that's their best stat. I mean, isn't that your entire, like, isn't that kind of what you need to do? Well, and, and if you think about, like, how the offense was designed for the first couple games of the season, like, they didn't have that in the playbook. They wanted him to pass the ball. And then they realize, oh, shit, we don't have anyone to throw the ball to, so we got to change things. And now all of a sudden people are saying, well, that's the only thing he can do. That's It's what's working. It's what's getting the Bears to score 30 points in, like, three straight games. It doesn't mean to say he can't throw the ball. He just doesn't have the – he doesn't have the firepower to throw the ball. I'm sure if he had, you know, time to throw the ball, if he had people who could catch the ball and not make stupid plays and dump penalties to lose a game in Minnesota, like – I'm sure he'd be throwing the ball a lot, lot more and running a lot less. So it's, I don't. Yeah, I don't, and it also comes up lineman up front, right? When you don't have time to also throw the ball either. Well, what uh, uh, Simeon, uh, my Northwestern beautiful man, he got fucking killed, and he was throwing the ball like immediately. And yeah, he was like, his, like like two point three seconds is what he was like averaging, is what I remember them saying. Like if you if you're getting swallowed up in 2.3 seconds, you got no chance. Like, if, yeah. And hey, don't get me wrong, that Jets defense is good. So like, they are. Ha- hats off to that. But okay, if you're going to be a playoff team, you're going to verse playoff caliber defenses. That's a playoff caliber defense, and we've shown that if Fields stayed in the pocket, he's dead. So yeah. <laughs> he's and he's like, probably going to get more hurt than he would running the entire. Also, game. I hate stay in the pocket and get sacked like a real quarterback. I also hate the idea of like, and I think he get hurt getting sacked rather than actually running. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't even off. I think people I think see him like holding his shoulder like when he came back in for the design mm-hmm. run at the end of the game. But yeah, no, he got hurt. Yeah, hurt two plays before that. Yeah, yeah, on a sack or getting. Tackled. But he, I mean, he got he tweaked it originally on the sack, and then he really tweaked it on that run. But, yes. Yeah. No, and also, like, I also hate the idea of if you have a quarterback with multiple weapons, use them. If you have a guy who can run, use it. Imagine telling MVP season Lamar Jackson that year, hey, just 
Just we actually, it. you know, screw hey, it. You're, you're we we designed this whole offense to you, but um, the you're only be Peyton Manning. You're only going to be Peyton Manning. You have to stay in the pocket. I know you can't really throw the ball sometimes, but you can only throw the ball. It's it's insane. So you're telling me, like, if Patrick Mahomes, if you could tell Patrick Mahomes, like, hey, you could have the ability to run like Justin Fields. You think he's going to be like, nah, I'm good. I don't know. I don't want that. I mean, Josh like, why, especially like the way offenses like have the advantage in today's NFL, right? They really do. It's hard to play defense in today's NFL. Why would you limit yourself to one style of offense or one style of quarterback? And he'll, he won't. He's he's like he's like Josh Allen in a way. Like Fields just wants to win. He wants to win, and he knows. I, I mean, I, I'm sure he wants to get paid too, but. If you're if you're his agent, I, I just don't know how you aren't talking to him and saying, "Hey, if you can just survive and be and be somewhat like this for four more years, the Chicago Bears will pay you whatever the hell he <laughs> yeah. wants." And like speaking <laughs> of Josh Allen, like in his first like full season as quarterback, he, he ran the ball so yeah, he struggled. And what did he right. do? He ran the ball like he would run. He had a lot of rushing touchdowns because he had the legs. Obviously, he's not as gifted athlete as. Fields running the ball, but he's a he moose, though. That guy's didn't a fucking have, moose. He is, yeah, he is a moose. But he, he didn't have time to throw the ball, so what did he do? He would run the ball. Now he has Stephon and he Diggs, also didn't have Davis. He also, yeah, he also didn't have Diggs. Exactly. See? It took him a few seasons. I, I also just think, too, like, it doesn't help when the, the media, the sports media narrative is the same. Right, I'll brother. take this media narrative. I'd rather have the tough son of a bitch who wants to win rather no, than, like it was, rather than it, like Zach Wilson who hides first, behind everybody else. Like it was in the first seven weeks of the season before they oh, let – We were talking – people were talking, and I'm sure a little bit even on this podcast, like week three, week four, like, holy shit, we might have, we might have to get another quarterback. Yeah, we got to start I looking mean, at C.J. Stroud. You turn on ESPN – and you're, um, you know, I'm watching ESPN before I go to work, and that's all they're fucking talking about. No, I, I, I think anyone who has that take of just no, this guy wants to win. He's gonna do whatever he 100%. can to win. He's gonna get better every year. He's the guy. I, also, I got the I also shirt. Hate, He's the guy. That's it. I also already, hate when people do this, and I hate it when they did it with Cutler. When they're like, oh, he just looks like he's sad. He's always moping. Why is he always moping? Ooh, feels. Yeah, you haven't no, heard that. Compl- you haven't heard that complaint where he's like, "Oh, he- no. yes." He's not moping. He just has like a serious like. I, th- face. Exactly. Exactly. And here's a guy who's never really, he's never lost before, right? He's always played in big games, whether it was high school or at Ohio State, and now you come to this organization and it's just like, Jesus Christ, he's probably never lost six, seven games in a row before at any level. No. He's not built like that. He is a winner. Like he wants this organization to win. He knows the pressure that is being a Bears quarterback because we haven't had a good quarterback since the league was fucking integrated. <laughs> I mean, just imagine if he. And we he, care. We care about that, but he doesn't even care. He just wants, like you said, he just wants to win. He wants yeah. to win. All right. Well, so Tim, since you are going to the game this Sunday, we probably should talk about. The Bears-Packers game. This is the most underwhelming Bears-Packers game in a Actually, while. Actually, it is meaningful, though, because the winner 
is the most uh, wins of all time. Most wins of all time. I was, I mean, I, fucking I, I was almost a little upset that uh, Rodgers got hurt on Sunday night, and I usually am happy when he gets hurt, um, but I wanted to see him. I wanted to see him in Soldier Field for the last time because I want to beat his ass. I want to beat him um, in Soldier Field. I don't know if that ha- that won't happen without number one, so I'm hoping number one plays. Um, it might not be for his overall good and health, but I hope he plays. Uh, my sister, uh, my uh, sister um, brought. Uh, she was actually here this week. She brought a Justin Fields jersey for me, so I didn't buy it, guys. I didn't buy it. It is. Uh, hey, that's it's, good. I, it's I can't, not hers. So, so yeah, yeah, yeah. You're good. I uh, am. Look, I would like to see that guy play. You can always dust off the a Northwestern jersey if Trevor Simeon plays, just in case you can wear that underneath. I had to watch Justin Fields on the bench last year for Andy Dalton against the Cardinals. So. Oh, in the rain. <laughs> yeah. uh, I guess um, this, this is a weird Bears game. Uh, they're just going to run Aaron Jones because we can't stop him. So. No. Um, yeah, I, this is a bad Packers team. But, you know, I definitely think our future is brighter than the Packers. Oh, absolutely. But just from this game Sunday, I mean, I don't I don't think the Bears win. I'm going to say they lose. It's going to be I'm guessing it's going to be like a boring, just like sloppy game. Ten point loss. Like we get close, but Green Bay gets a late score. 23-14, something like that. If you're you're Jordan Love, you're probably kicking yourself because if he would have started this game, he would have had his best game of all time because he's like, oh, first game against the Bears defense. 16 sacks. Mike White looked like a goddamn superstar. <laughs> but, yeah. I, and I was texting my buddy Colin, who's a Jets fan. I'm like, man, these are some good receivers. Like, uh, Elijah Moore, the fact that Elijah Moore hasn't been used, that guy was burning people. He, now, again, he literally killed me. He is the one who beat me in fantasy this week. Hey, burning people, and that guy's not gotten any passes all year since because Zach Wilson can't throw the ball. So Jordan, Can we Jordan talk Love, about Zach Wilson first? Of he's all? he's like, got to be done, right? I what mean, a what a jerk! You can't like, sit, you can't sit a guy like that. That's like what happened with Trubisky almost, but way sooner. I mean, it's his second year, right? I mean, Mike White doesn't seem like he's like the overall answer. So no, he's just, like a he's like a fifth year starter or fifth year quarterback in the league bounced around i think and if or, i'm the jets you can't draft another one to yeah, have the audacity and kevin and i talked about this last week but to have the audacity to say i don't take any responsibility for <laughs> in my performance when you lose that game when your your defense literally stopped the patriots from scoring right it was 3-3 until that kick returned to score the touchdown to win the game but they literally gave you the opportunity to score. You you and you couldn't do anything all offensively. Like that is on you, bro. And you know, I I know like the one thing it's hard to measure in quarterbacks is like their intelligence and like how they handle themselves win or losses or how they can like motivate themselves. I am so glad we have Justin Fields who takes like accountability for his actions, even like even, even when even like, nothing's his fault. To. Yes, like 
against Atlanta, like against Atlanta, he went up to the defense and says, I'm not letting that happen again. Even though that could happen again a million times in his career, but you feel like he is sincere about it. Not to be like this punk. Yeah, I'm know? never throwing a I'm never throwing another pick six ever again. Yeah. Yeah, you know. It's like, and, and we talked about that play a lot last week, Kev. And like that pick six, you know, was bad on fields, but that was also a really good play by Aiden Hutchinson to recognize that play. But I am so glad we have Justin Fields compared to Zach Wilson. Because Zach Wilson's a fucking jerk. Like, how do you thank, say and, that? And thank you, New York Jets, for drafting him. So thank we were you. able to take yes. thank Justin you. Fields. You know, I have a few Jet fans out here. And at the beginning of the year, they're like, oh, you know, Fields. They got to throw – they got to talk to Lamar Jackson and just give him every single amount of money he wants. And then they could potentially make a run next year. That'd be interesting. I can see that happening. He's a free agent. I mean, yes. why, why, how would you not look at that Jets team with those receivers and those weapons and that offensive line? And their coaching staff seems competent, right? That was another big thing with the Jets years. It was like their coaching staff was always in and out, and they're always a bunch of fucking clowns. Yeah, Adam, Adam Gase was their head coach. Oh, my God. Remember he did that press conference with the wide eyes? Yeah, like coked but, out of his mind. There's another team to, to to kind of go to your trade down point. I mean, that was a huge trade, the Jamal Adams trade that they benefited those picks from, and now you know the, all those picks have seemed to hit. Here's another trade that we got out of. Remember, we talked about a couple of years ago. It was like, do the Bears make a trade for like a person like a um, Russell Wilson? And yeah, you look at Russell Wilson in Denver, completely oh, has lost that team. I've, I had that thought when he got yelled at by his defensive lineman or whatever yesterday. Oh. I'm like, oh, my God, if this was a Bear, the Bears quarterback. It's all over the papers. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin and I, I already know what would have happened. Last podcast, we would uh, last year's podcast, we would have been like, oh, my God, Russell Wilson, hell yeah. And then, first quarterback in, a, in forever. We've never had a better quarterback. And then – then by week three this week this year four or whatever, if it had the same trajectory, Kev would have just been like, "This guy stinks. This guy's horrible. He's a cornball." Come on, guys. I, I saw a joke on Twitter, and it was just like Kobe Brissett could take two hundred passes and throw them into Lake Erie, and he'd still have a higher quarterback percentage than Russell Wilson. I mean, uh, talk about a fall from grace, right? And his whole like he's on like every commercial now. You know, his whole let's ride. And, like, Carson Carson Wentz has more touchdown passes than him, and he hasn't played since week six. That's insane. <laughs> That's bad. That's bad. So wait, wait, we should play a game. Who gets more sacks at the end of the year? Or do, do the Bears defensive line gets more sacks, or does Russell Wilson throw more <laughs> touchdown passes? Oh, I, I, mean, think, I, I think, I think we sacks. have more sacks. He doesn't have 16. He didn't have close to 16 touchdowns. Wow. I mean, Russell Wilson's going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. You could say from this point on, 0-0 starting this week, who has more touchdown he, passes or sacks? We should do a tracker on that. Is he a Hall of Famer anymore? Yeah, That's I think pretty... he's still a Hall of Famer, but... I This doesn't make your legacy look any no, better. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. No, it, I mean, his whole, like, his self-righteousness stuff... And I work with a lot of people from Denver... And I have not brought it up yet, and I'm kind of waiting to drop it. I just don't know how they're going to react. 
You know, it's like when half my office is from Denver, I'm like, so what do you think about Russell Wilson? Oh, I got I don't a guy in my work that was telling me before the season, oh, we're so much better off. Like the Bears, you guys are screwed for a long time. You know, Bowl of Fields stinks. We got, is he from Denver? Oh, yeah. And I was just like, I haven't talked to him, but I, was, I want to be like, ooh. It's right, baby. I mean, they're screwed because they you can't. When you're paying, <laughs> a, guy, when you're guy paying a guy $50 million, you have to start him next year. Yeah, I just hope that this year was a fluke. Well, and it doesn't help that their head coach is incompetent. Oh, you got to fire him and you got to hire a new coach. And then, like, Sean Payne's not going to want to go there. No, he's not, not going to want to deal with Russell Wilson and everyone. The whole locker room's probably lost because they have Russell Wilson. After I was at the Cardinals games, so this will be the first time in my life that I went to, I've gone to two back-to-back NFL games in two weeks. That's pretty uh, cool. Yeah. Um, I think that Sean Payton will go to the Cardinals. And I think that the, mm-hmm. if he does, I think the Cardinals are actually going to be good because you see, it's not even like that homer mentality. They got some of these draft picks that everyone thought stunk, like Simmons and Zavian Collins and Zach Allen. They're pretty good. They have a good team. And then if Hopkins stays with Marquise Wilson and like, I'm like, they got a good team. And like, and then, I, like, Kyler, as much as how he can be a little baby back bitch sometimes, he's good. Like, he's good. I, yeah. I just, I, I'm like, I could see a, a Sean Payton. Like, he was talking, I was showing my wife yesterday because she, like, is, like, super against Cliff Kingsbury now. And she's been watching Why? that hard. They're not winning? Dude, he's an idiot. He's naggy 2.0. It's just, it's like, it, he's an idiot. Screen they have the, they have the in-season... How is it? I you gotta watch it. it. You gotta watch it. The very first episode, you know how he like, you know how he's known for like his house after that draft where yeah, he, was, he had that huge like white marble backyard. So the very first, you know how they like do like little interviews of like where they really follow you around. So of course they followed around JJ Watt, Buddha Baker, you know, and like they not only just do an interview with you, but they like follow you around, like tell you about your, their life and shit. Well, of course, they do that with uh, Cliff, the first episode. It, and, of course, it's, like, barely anything about him being a coach. And, like, his interview, if I was getting interviewed, I was, in a co- I was, a, I was a coach, like, I would make sure you interview me in my office or some shit, you know? Right, like, like most which, coaches have been. Yeah, it's and we talk about X's and O's. Take the Dan Campbell approach. Be no, like, this guy gets interviewed in his fucking house. It's all about his fucking house. The only time in hard And then, no, 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 you're not, you're, hold on. It gets worse. Yeah. Oh, it's worse. Oh, he, that's great. He, it's about his house, and his house is fucking huge, and he, like, doesn't, like, there's no furniture in it. Like, there's no furniture. He's got, like, barely any furniture for that house because he's, like, I, mean, oh, I have no there. furniture in my house when we just moved in. But, dude, this is a mansion in, in Paradise Valley. Oh, Jack. dude, he's in Paradise Valley? Of course he's in Paradise Valley. Well, dude, and I mean, you've seen that house. Like, it's, yeah. he walks around the house, but it's, like, the whole interview is about his fucking house, and then he shows this giant painting and this painting is of a giant lion and it's like one of those like black kind of like black and white paintings it's almost like one of those like coloring books you see at like the store that your that kids do where like it's like a black background you just have to like put the marker you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it looks like that and he's just like well i'm a leo so i have to have this lion and i'm just like and I paused okay. it. With, so I paused it with Jen. You have, to, you have to see it. Here's no, my thing with no, Cliff it's Kingsbury. It's in the first and, 10 and minutes. Made, we had made fun of Cliff Kingsbury before last year. Is that 
he was a very average college. Couldn't coach. win with Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> right? And like, let's be honest, like the Big Twelve is not like it's like it's either Texas or I mean, let's be honest, it's more Oklahoma and everybody else. Right. I know Oklahoma sucks this year, but it's not like it's a powerhouse conference compared to the SEC or the Big Ten. Yeah, look right. at Lincoln Riley dominated. leaving to go coach at USC. It's, yeah, it's been dominated did. by one team for 15 fucking years, and Texas Tech was never close to that, right? They're always like a five or six team, right? They were never look beating at Matt, Taylor. Look at Matt Rule, Big 12 coach. Yeah, yeah, and now he's going to be, he's going to go back to the uh, Nebraska, so that's that's going to be interesting. But I gotta check that out because I, I I don't get you I don't see get this. The whole I'm trying to look at. I'm trying to send this to you, and please, I'm just like I just it. I literally paused it because Jen is like me talking to her because obviously it's her team. I paused it. And I'm like, this guy is the lamest guy I've ever met. <laughs> this is the lamest cool guy I've ever seen. You can just like t- if you like you hear like just snippets about him and then you look at him as a person like you can tell like oh like you know tall guy got his hair done nice like done nicely got like the the clean cut beard like you can just tell that he's like the the white dude who fails up All right it's, it's, right it's, being fifth yeah. place in the Big Twelve to being an NFL coach this is your like, you're on the hot seat you're on the hot seat and. You're on Hard Knock showing the whole world, and then you got this. I just sent it to you guys. You got to see this. And I'm just like, this is the lamest thing. It's like he's got, like, nothing in this giant mansion. And, of course, all he's, then he just starts talking about this photo. And, of this, course, it's a lion. It's, of course, it's a lion. Because right? he's a Leo. I feel like the people who I hate most in high school or in college, they always, like, post stupid shit on Twitter or Facebook or whatever. And it's just like, lions don't listen to sheep. Kev, look at this photo. Come on. I'm not getting it. Text, just text. Oh, I got to call on my phone. I, I, I did. Gotta, I, I got to grab it real quick. It's not going through my signal. I need to hear Kev's reaction to this crap. <laughs> right. But I feel like if you have a lion or like, like the, when people are like, I'm a lion, I don't listen to opinions of sheep. I'm like, cool. You also probably went to the school of hard knocks. No one cares. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> like, it's like you might as well have a tribal pet. <laughs> Oh, God. If you came to my house and I just, all I could talk about was that photo, what would you think of me? Kev, send it to me. I'm not getting the message. Yeah, he, it looks like a, like a, a lion with the, like, it's a lion with a crown. I'll send it to you, but it looks like it'd be like on a 13-year-old kid's shirt. Like, oh, I'm so cool. Look at my lion shirt. And he just, yeah, he just looks like I a, don't really, a I don't really like anyone who's into astrology science. I just oh don't. Oh my God, don't get me started. Don't get me started on astrology. It is the dumbest thing in the world. I've sat on so many bad first dates where women have talked about astrology. And I'm like, okay, no one cares. They're like, oh, you're a Libra? I have to watch out. You're a Libra. You might think differently. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck does that even mean? Uh, let me put my it crystals on the table the, to see if they are, we are, were compatible. This is your though, HBO, like, one spotlight about how good of a coach you're talking about be, astrology? And he starts talking about astrology and being a Leo. Here. Get the hell out of here. Like, and, and you know that HBO was like, hey, Cliff, we want to run some things by you just to prove to make sure we, we put you in the right light that you want to be seen. And they show him that. He's like, yes, more that lion. That is the dumbest keep, thing keep I've ever seen. 
he gets like he gets shirt. final cut. The Arizona like Cardinals the get final cut on this at a thing. carnival. He couldn't like, and then of course they talked about like his house and the draft or whatever, and so like that's like all his interviews about it, like his fucking house. He looks and like a guy. He looks like a TikTok influencer who bought this poster, or like this like looks like what a thirteen year old douchebag wears. Some like white trash kid. Next thing you know, in another room, he's got like a whole bunch of crystals or some stupid crap. Uh, yeah, like if that was on a shirt, the back of the shirt would be like "Get your bread up" or something like that. <laughs> Dude, and then like this Jen, is Jen, fucking Jen pointed stupid. Out, yeah, Jen pointed it out. Like we're because we were behind the Arizona Cardinals sideline. And dude, he's just super naggy. Like, you know, like it was a really close game against the Chargers. And like when there's like a close defensive series, all Jen just keeps pointing him out. And like every time the team's on defense, and I get that he's not the defensive coordinator, but when he's on defense, he doesn't even like he's not even watching the game. Well, he's from what do you expect? He's from the Big Twelve. Do they play defense? He's not watching the game. He's literally looking at his giant ass playbook sheet the entire time. Like not and not even like where he could be looking at the game and doing it. He's looking down and like the entire time just talking about like the plays. I'm like, bro, you're you're at least Nagy paid. I'm like, you just had a turnover. You just had a turnover. Your your guy just sacked. Did a strip sack. You don't even know, dude. This is bad. So my grandpa did have a picture of a lion in the living room but it was nowhere near like black and white with the tilted crown it was like an actual like picture of a lion looking more majestic than this white trash looking thing this is a man who like bought that house his first year as the arizona cardinals coach this also looks like a fat head this picture also looks like a bad this guy probably has like no money left yeah he's like the guy who gets like like the the stand typical like oh gets his first job then like gets a car gets like a fancy car that's too expensive for him with like a he way like he's like, gonna tell me to invest in crypto i mean yes, I, he, yes. he could have the last laugh because have you seen the have you seen his girlfriend yeah she is she's pretty cute yeah hey you think they when talk he, about like astrology signs when she when he's uh when he's not the coach of the arizona cardinals anymore she gone she won't be there anymore He'll get a job. He'll get a job. He'll get an assistant or he'll go be a head in, coach. In college or, or automatically yeah. right away. He'll go to like the SEC because the SEC is starting not to play defense anymore. So, oh boy. We've talked a lot about Cliff Kingsbury. This is turned. Guy's a chode, man. He is a chode. That's a great descriptor. A chode or dildo. I mean, I just, yeah, I don't know. He, it's, it's literally a naggy situation. Like, if they don't fire him, even though they gave him an extension, if they don't fire him, they will fire him the following year. Like it's oh, not. Oh, hundred percent. So you might as well just like do it. The AFC West or the NFC West, excuse me, like is not as tough as people thought it was going to be compared to last year. Oh, the Rams suck. Oh, they're terrible. They're three people, and eight. I think people thought that the AFC or sorry NFC West was going to be like how the NFC East is, mm-hmm. where they had like four potential playoff teams, but also the AFC East is. Fucking tough too. See Allen Robinson, he's out for the year. I did see that. Yeah. Well, we 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 lost out on a guy who got thirty three catches for three hundred and thirty nine yards. Man, looking real smart on that he one. Thirty three catches for. So he's averaging what? About eight yards, yards catch? catch. Ten yards catch. Yeah, but I mean, there hasn't been a single game this season where he's got over five. That's wow. 
Hey, he has 33 catches, but that would be probably like third or second or third on our team. You know, he, he probably fit well in this offense, but you know, he didn't obviously ever adjust his game. He never showed any effort or understand the big picture. So, you know, beggars can't be choosers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anything else you want to talk about before we, uh, wrap up the show? Yeah. I have two things. Um, how are we feeling about the uh, conference championship Saturday? Do we think, uh, <clears throat> how do you feel about the top four? You know, rankings I, just came out today. Georgia one, Bama two. Bama two. I'm sorry. Michigan two. Bama. TCU. They're not even in it. They can get in. Bama They're can not get in. in. T- if TCU and USC both lose, Bama's in. 100%. When LSU will be in? If TCU or USC loses, USC playing Utah. Utah is the only team that to beat USC this year. And isn't their quarterback probably going to win the Heisman? Uh, I don't know if he's favored, but he's in the conversation. Well, who else is in it? Because I think Stroud, CJ Stroud, and uh, Stroud. Stroud ain't going to get it after losing to Michigan now. And Bryce Young. If you don't make the college football playoff, you ain't getting the Heisman. Who who does Georgia play in the conference championship? LSU. LSU lost this week, too. Or last uh, week. They lost, yeah. Who they who they lose to? Uh, I think Arkansas. Oh, okay. So they were like five or six, and now they're not. They're out? They yeah, three yeah, losses now? Yeah, they have three losses now. They're down. Oh, okay, never mind then. Yeah, they're done. Bama's at then, six. Who's CCU play? Kansas State, who's ranked, I think, 11. I think everything's going to work out. Kansas State has a history of winning the Big 12 in stupid ways. There's one bar bar I used to go to kind of near my old apartment. That was a Kansas State huge just in the middle of Phoenix. Yeah, That's kind of cool. You you should go to it like Saturday afternoon. Yeah. I mean, that's a good Kansas. It's a lot of purple. It's probably it's a super nice bar. Oh, and those, those people like that nice group of people, they had like a long table of like probably like twenty people that would, and, and the bartender was something they go every every week. I mean, Kansas State's always a good program. You know, they're the first team. You know, yeah, back in the nineties to really use that transfer pool um, and really tap into those junior colleges out in Kansas because Kansas has like a lot of really good junior colleges, which is surprising. Um, and they still follow that same, you know, formula. Um, do I think I think TCU beats Kansas State? But if Kansas State beats TCU, uh, you're going to have complete chaos, and Ohio State's going to end up going in first before Alabama. So, I mean, if you're Alabama or if you're if you're Ohio State, you have to hope for one loss out of you. Uh, USC and TCU. Is TCU just going to get rocked, though, by Georgia? Probably. Yeah, it's uh, going to be Georgia. Georgia and then... I mean, Georgia's, Georgia... Georgia, Michigan is probably what's going to be. Georgia lose the SEC. Who's number three? TCU. And then the USC, USC is, four. is four. USC is four. Okay. USC okay, former... Uh, next Big Ten... <laughs> Uh, Big Ten powerhouse. Big Ten powerhouse USC. (laughs) 
Yeah, maybe, I'll, I, maybe I'll root for USC just because it's a Big Ten team. You know? I, ta- I talked about that with my dad this week. <laughs> and it's not like, hey, we might we might want USC to start being looking good. And he goes, why? I'm like, remember, they're joining the Big Ten in uh, not in 2023, but 2024. Like, you kind of want them to start getting used to playing in big games because, like, the Pac-12 is not as good as the Big Ten. But you want to see if they can start winning, like, more meaningful games, you know. So I, I, I'm just more curious to see how USC is going to handle, like, going out into Iowa in November or something like that. So, Yeah, I, th- I think it'll be interesting. I don't Judging know. Judging by how Iowa's playing right now, probably not that hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Steamroll yeah. them. They're, they're terrible. They're going to be like, what are these touchdowns that you're doing, USC? I don't know how this works. You could throw yeah. to a non-tight end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, your punter isn't the best player on your team? <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, you know, as a Penn State fan, I'd love to go to the Rose Bowl, but I think we're going to end up with some New Year's Six game, uh, which is great because I did not have that much hope for us this year. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I I don't want to see Alabama sneak their way back in, so I hope TCU wins I hope it stays the same. Like, I don't hope there's no Ohio State. There's no Alabama. I, I, I kind of hope Ohio State gets in, even though I don't <clears throat> hate Ohio State and Michigan. I want the critics to kind of eat crow a little bit and say, like, the big— How does Ohio State get in? If one of USC or— um, No, Alabama only gets in if both if of them both lose. I think if both of them lose— Because if both of them lose, then Ohio State and— It would be Ohio State and Alabama in the three and the four? I think so. I think I think push comes to shove, the rankers will allow the first two-loss team to go in, and that'll be Alabama. I don't think Tennessee can jump them. Um, so the top eight is Georgia, Michigan, TCU, USC— uh, Ohio State, Alabama, did, Tennessee, and Penn State. Who did Tennessee lose to? Georgia? They lost to... Georgia and South Carolina. Georgia and South. They got blown out by South Carolina. And their quarterback's Game done for facts, the year, too. Baby. Game co- Okay. I got to bring up this conversation. <laughs> I'm sorry. This just hit But when they got blown out, was, wasn't their uh, Hyatt? Wasn't he probably hurt? Uh, no, so I, I it was this it was the last SEC game was two weeks ago. South Carolina just kicked the shit out of them, and then South with, Carolina with Hyatt. I think so. Oh no, no, without Hyatt. Or I think that's when Hyatt got hurt that game. Mm. But uh, they mean they lost by thirty five points. Like it was over. Okay, what do you guys feel about this? So my my sister was in town, back home in Chicago for Thanksgiving. My aunt from South Carolina came up to uh visit my mom for thanksgiving um as you guys know my my sister's a gamecock my aunt cheers for both clemson and south carolina and no, they're you gotta, watching you gotta, the you gotta pick a side can't do it thank you i went around in my office at work there's a lot of people who went to a lot of good schools like kentucky kansas i asked my chief of staff who's a kansas alum I was like, Julie, would you ever cheer for Missouri? And she's like, I wouldn't even put out a fan who's on fire who's a Missouri fan type of thing. Like, she's like, I would never cheer for Missouri. I went to another guy who went to Kentucky, and we're talking college basketball. And I was like, hey, did you see North Carolina lost back-to-back games this week? They're no longer number one. Houston's now number one. He goes, oh, good. He's like, I fucking hate North Carolina. I hate people who play both sides. 
You can't do it. You just can't. I think if you're if you're and you're how old's your aunt in her fifties, sixties? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. You get away with it more at that age, I think. But like, yeah, I think you gotta pick a side. You gotta pick a side. You can only you can only do it if like you like a team and then like your son or daughter is playing on the team of that is your rival. That'd be hard. That'd be hard. That's the only time you can do it. You should give her one of those like house divided flags that you see all the time, like Packers Bears. Oh, I mean, my sister was texting me, and they're trying. She's trying to watch the game, and you know, South Carolina upset Clemson and knocked him out of the college football playoff. And she was like, she's cheering for both sides whenever a good play happens. And she, my sister's like, I'm gonna punch Nancy in the face. Like, I can't do this. And I found a picture of a guy wearing a Michigan. In Ohio, he was wearing an Ohio State shirt with a Michigan hat, and I'm like, I just found Aunt Nancy's best friend. You know, I'm like, I, I have no respect for people who are like, oh, you know, I kind of like the White Sox and I like the Cubs. It's like, get the fuck out of here. I'm a Chicago team. I'm a Chicago fan. I hate. I'm it. a South Carolina fan. No, you can't do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, and then like, speaking of the Sox, Jackson, did you say you wanted to quickly bring? Yeah, up? Yeah, I wanted to ask you. White Sox have been making some moves and some non-moves. Um. How you feeling about it? Mike, Cle- like Mike Clevenger, good right-handed pitcher you guys need. <laughs> also not signing uh, Jose Abreu. And then go to the Houston Astros. Um, I'm I'm okay with both. I think Clevenger, we'll see. I mean, it was his first season after an injury. Very typical White Sox move. Like, hey, this guy used to be really good. Safe. And then, average. yeah. So that is kind of, kind of eh, very, very White Sox-esque. And I'm okay with Abreu leaving. He's older. He wants to win a ring, I'm sure. We have enough first basemen and catchers who can play first base. We don't, like, give Vaughn, let Vaughn play a position that he actually can play. Don't throw him in left field. Don't throw him in right field. Right. Put him at first base. He's the future. He's, He's a young guy. He's 10 years younger. Exactly. Does it suck to see him go? Yes, but I'm not upset about it. Saving, saving money. They, I guess that it was reported that they gave him a good offer. I don't know what the number is, but. Yeah, I think if you're a Bray, you know, you know, him and Rizzo, I think are very similar players, right? With MLB, uh, with like awards, um, all-star appearances, similar numbers, batting average, home runs, whatever. You know, you're on that cusp of, are you a Hall of Famer? Are you a non-Hall of Famer? And it's tough to get into the Baseball Hall of Fame, right? Because what what the percentages is to for you getting dropped off. And like he's looking Nobody at himself. Nobody voted for Bonds. That's insane. That's yeah. <laughs> that's fucking insane. Um, you know, like World Series rings, unfortunately, do matter, right? Especially in a sport like baseball. Um, and that's like the one thing he doesn't have his resume and he might only have two three years left in his career that's um, three years is probably being generous why not go to a team that's going to pay you the same or if less he hasn't even been the league nine wait this is his ninth year he might might have three years i mean dude the guy plays like 150 games a season he like never gets hurt yeah Yeah, that's true yeah he's very consistent whereas whereas rizzo that wasn't the case he wasn't you know Rizzo well, he never did. missed, and now he's starting to get hurt. 
Well, he yeah. did eat his uh, birth certificate on the plane, so no one really knows how old he is. But I mean, he came up late, right? He defected late in his career, right? He's been in the league only for nine years. That's, and he looks like he's father time. Yeah, Don't we'll worry, see. Kev, when Wilson Contreras signs with the uh, St. Louis Cardinals, Shut and then up. he and then he kills us for the rest uh, for the next ten years, I'll know exactly how you feel. So. I think that's that's worse. That's worse, but Ben, like you know, if he does, he's gonna destroy us, right? Oh, it's gonna make it a vendetta. Like, hey, Yadi Molina's gone, but here have Wilson Contreras, ex Cubs pitcher, and here's a here's a more athletic, better hitter than Molina, and he's younger. Have fun for the next eight years. And and he's very passionate, and he wanted to stay in Chicago. So whenever you play him, play Chicago, he's gonna he's gonna rake. I mean, if he signs with the Cardinals, which I think he is, and Tim, you and I have talked offline about it, like, makes sense that he goes to the Cardinals. The only thing, the only reason why I don't see him going to St. Louis is St. Louis can be pretty cheap on certain aspects. But, you know, like, they can make a good offer. You know, like, hey, we still have Goldschmidt, who just won MVP. We have Arenado. You're the last. You are the, the, the we're giving you the torch after Molina, right? We think you're that good. I can't imagine Cubs convention if he were to <laughs> sign with the Cardinals. The fan favorite, the guy who helped you win a World Series, is going to go down south to your. Pretty much the only guy left, except for Hendricks. Yeah. Who wanted to someone stay? Who wanted to stay? Who someone you drafted and groomed since he was 16 years old? And catchers don't grow on trees, and you don't no, have. No, they one. don't. You don't have oh, one no. currently. Amaya's he, not it. He's so. someone who has said that he wants his number retired at the top of the rafters, or on, excuse me, on, on the the foul poles. The Cubs do not win a World Series without Wilson Contreras. To have him possibly in talks, in talks going to the Cardinals, like I don't know how ownership can be that tone deaf about that. I can't stomach it. I can't. I'll I'll be <laughs> livid. We might have to do an emergency podcast. It's going to happen. So. Oh, it is. It was the first when they did not trade Clear him. Clear your schedule. When when he, they did not trade him at the trade deadline, it was the first thing I thought of. He's going to go to the Cardinals. Well, I won't be as uh, upset as you guys, but oh well. You guys can uh, live in misery on that one. I'm you, not, can, you can just sit back and watch that podcast. Yeah, I'm kind of numb. Yeah. I'm still kind of numb from baseball in this past season. So give me a few more months and I'll probably be hyped up a little bit more. But yeah, it was rough. But all right. Well, other than that, I think we should probably wrap up the podcast. We're going on an hour, 10 minutes. This is another a long one. We haven't done a long one in a while. But other than that, Team Bear Podcast, catch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Go Bears. Hopefully we beat the Packers. And other than that, Team Bear Up. Thank you, thank you, and go Bears!